Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Educator Essentials, the podcast where we talk with our members about success stories, best practices, and strategies for faculty, preceptors, and those involved in the education of the pharmacy workforce. My name is Gina Galanuluchin. I'm the Director of Member Relations for our section of Pharmacy Educators and Community Pharmacy Practitioners, and today I will serve as your host. We're very excited today to have with us Dr. Ashley Locke, Dr. Ellen Robinson, and Dr. Elizabeth Hand about the use of escape rooms as an assessment platform during pharmacy residency interviews. This is a very unique program and we're very excited to have you ladies. So welcome and thanks for joining us. So I had the pleasure of first learning about this creative approach to interviewing during your poster presentation at the ACHP National Pharmacy Preceptors Conference. Um, And for those of you who attended, you might have gotten a sneak peek into the project and this creative idea, but let's just dive in. So first things first, can you guys tell us about your residency program interviewing process and what sparked the idea of an escape room in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. So um, our residency program started back in, I guess, 2003. And at that time, we only had two PGY1 residents. Um, And interviews really went like RPD, maybe another preceptor and the one candidate per day. Um, So we interviewed a candidate per day, interviewed about 16 people for those two spots. Well, obviously, the volume of applicants has grown over the years. And also the size of our residency program. So now we have six residents. We're actually going to have seven for next year. And it just really was not feasible anymore to interview one candidate a day. And what we kind of lost out on by not being able to interview one person a day was really getting to know that person on a personal level and teasing out some of those other traits, um, such as like humility and empathy, self-motivation, things that you, you know, can't always get when you have candidates interviewing in a group. So we had discussed um, ways that we could tease out some of these, what we call soft skills or non-traditional skills and residency candidates while interviewing four more people per day. And so two of our ED pharmacists, Ellen and Ashley, were the ones who actually came up with this idea of an escape room where we could watch the candidates work together and really witness firsthand some of those experiences of how they problem solve and deal with stress and communicate with one another. Thank you for sharing that. I think many residency programs are seeing applicant growth or changes in applications. And I think that similarly, they have challenges in assessing the candidates' interpersonal skills and soft skills. Um, It's different than assessing just hard clinical data. So for Ellen and Ashley, you guys are the brains behind the operation, it sounds like. Can you tell us a little bit about how you designed the program and how close to the process is it to an actual escape room for those of us who have experienced it? Absolutely, Gina. So a little backstory for me, this all started like five or six years ago when I was invited to an escape room as a birthday party for an acquaintance of mine. And I had no idea what it was. I had no idea what to expect. In fact, I was so surprised that the staff didn't actually help every group get out at the end. And I was actually excited to learn that you could fail because it made it a real challenge. And I immediately loved the entire idea of the escape room. They were creative, they were engaging, they had these endless options for themes and different elements and puzzles. Plus there was this excitement of escaping, knowing that you could fail when you succeeded, it made it 
even better. And it really united the group. So a lot of times we were in there with strangers, but at the end we were talking and being like, oh, what about that part? And that was so cool. And it just created memories. And it was this instant shared experience that we had. And it wasn't long before I realized that we could really utilize this in the setting of academia. So the first time I ever did an escape activity was for an ACLS topic discussion, my PGY2 year. I wanted something that would simulate that stressful environment of a code situation, something that was engaging that everyone would participate in, was kind of tired of that stale format of let's read this case and discuss amongst your group. So I split this large group into nine groups and I ran nine small escape rooms simultaneously. I can still remember the look on my residency director's face when he saw what they were doing. He was like, oh, I've never seen anything like this before. And the students and residents had so much fun, they didn't even realize they were learning in the process. But we were also surprised to see how it showed the different personalities of the individuals within that group dynamic. The competition almost forced them to show their true colors. I did several of these on my own until Ashley came along and she found them equally exciting and I found this new partner in crime, which was awesome. I've loved having another escape artist, if you will. We work really well together and having even more people involved allows a more creative, um, a, a more creative result. Yeah, um, Ellen definitely has the most experience with actual escape rooms. And she was the one who introduced me to my first escape room on ACLS which I participated in as a PGY-1 resident. And thinking back on that, I was impressed with just the amount of thought that goes into designing the escape room. I mean, it's really an immersive experience. She had the, the ambient lighting, the background music. I mean, it feels like you and your team are the main characters in this story. And you know how the story is going to end in one of two ways. I mean, you either escape or you don't, but the outcome depends on you. And having that uncertainty Having the story unfold as you discover new things is very engaging to the mind, I think. And there's this internal struggle going on of excitement, but also suspense and anxiety. And each person handles it a little bit differently based on their personality. And that is what we're trying to tease out. Um, I think that's part of being in residency. You know, you become a part of this team, this family, and you're all working towards this common goal of just being the best pharmacist you can be with the ultimate goal of providing the best care to your patients. So I really enjoyed the the team aspect of the escape room, how everyone comes together, and then all the pieces start to align in the end. So after this first experience, this really sparked my interest in escape rooms. And then Ellen and I went on to develop several educational escape rooms together for our pharmacy and emergency medicine residents and students. For the interview escape room, we designed it for four participants at a time. We allotted an hour block for the interview itinerary and we created activities that required teamwork and problem solving and that tested general pharmacy knowledge that we would expect a fourth year pharmacy student to know. And I would say overall, these activities that we design are very similar to an actual escape room. I go to a lot of escape rooms and we're actually pulling ideas and utilizing some of their mechanisms and puzzles in our actual academic activities. That sounds a lot of fun. Ashley, have you gone to any real escape rooms outside of the educational ones since Ellen introduced you? Uh, I have been to a couple, but uh, you don't get that same learning component as well. Um, I think, honestly, our, our escape rooms are fun, just the ones that we've done in the past. 
I'm just going to come interview just to get through the process. <laughs> so it sounds like the experience is, is very robust, but it also sounds like it requires a lot of hands on in the design. I mean, that you have to think about the story and even the ambience, even the different elements. So can you tell us about how did other preceptors and co-interviewers react to the ideas you were developing? I think Ellen, you alluded to the fact that, you know, not many people had seen this or thought of it. And, and so not even residents realized what they were getting themselves into. Yeah, for myself, I have never actually done a real escape room. And so hearing about this idea, it was really hard to, I think, um, fully imagine what it was going to be like not having been through one. But I think Ellen and Ashley both did such a fantastic job of explaining the different components and what an escape room might be able to do for us as a residency program and the traits that it would be able to showcase. And kind of, as I mentioned, with, with interviewing more people on a daily basis, we were looking at four people a day and we didn't really want any candidates to get lost in the mix. There's always difficulty in, in really making a candidate come off the paper, as it were, like whatever is in their hard application, you know, how can we bring out more of who they are as a person? And so I really trusted Ellen and Ashley um, and their, what they envisioned and they looped me in um, with some ideas, the theme and what I thought about the overall structure. We included our residency program coordinators as well um, and got their buy-in. And, and thankfully our management team is really supportive of the things that we want to do with the residency program and, and the interview structure. So um, it really was for me going into it with really just an open mind. And one of the great parts was that Ellen and Ashley actually allowed myself and the two residency program coordinators to pilot the escape room. Um, we were the beta test, I guess, and they were the game masters. Um, and it was it was really an enjoyable experience. And I felt like I, I saw parts of myself come out that, um, <laughs> that I didn't expect. Um, and it was really enlightening. And we also got to see where we needed to tweak it. And then we shared this information with our residency advisory committee um, and, and really let them uh, kind of understand what our, our role was. And then we actually, in some interview days, had preceptors that wanted to just come in and watch and see what it was like. That's fantastic. I bet it brings out the competitive side of everyone, right? Just getting in there and, and, and trying to make it out. It absolutely does. And, you know, my, uh, by trade, I'm an infectious disease pharmacist. And I said, I would never make it in the emergency room, you know, with those time constraints and moving quickly. I think I was a little bit more stressed than, uh, than our ED cohorts. <laughs> a glimpse into their talents too, once they come in, where, where they'll end up as pharmacists. That's, that sounds awesome. And I think thinking about that, you guys touched a little bit on it as far as the structure and where it fits, but thinking about your interview day and the overall structure of, of when each of the elements of the interview happen, how do you fit the escape room within that day plan? I know everybody's trying to squeeze meeting everyone and, and getting all the activities and the clinical information. So um, interviewing days are getting really busy. So I'd be interested to hear that. And then also, how do you kind of prepare candidates without giving too much as they're getting their schedule in for the activity? Yes. So initially when we developed the, the itinerary for the interview day, um, we mostly built the escape room kind of in the middle of the day before lunch based on just that's where it fit the best. In the morning, they were meeting with managers and in the afternoon, they were meeting with preceptors when most of the preceptors had completed rounds. So it just seemed like this was a decent time frame to do it in. What we actually identified though in um, debriefing with candidates after the fact was that they really liked having the escape room before lunch because it really sort of was an icebreaker for them. 
they kind of let their guard down. They actually got to interact more with one another. It took them out of the traditional interview mode and they really felt a lot more comfortable. And this was, this was great going into our lunch, which is very informal. And then from there, having them go individually and meet with preceptors or give a presentation, they just felt so much more comfortable and at ease. And I think that that was a benefit to them. Um, many candidates said they, they felt like they weren't in an interview. They, they did feel like it was a game and that it was fun and that it was stressful in a good way, not stressful in the sense of a traditional interview. So we've decided to, to keep the time frame the same based on that feedback. And as far as letting candidates know, we, we send out uh, an itinerary with just a basic, you're going to have a, a teamwork activity, but we don't give them any more information until they're physically there and present. And then we tell them you're going to be getting out of an escape room. What a surprise. I bet they're, they're a little shocked at first, but I'm, I'm, it sounds like they have a lot of fun. So we, we chatted about the structure, we chatted about the design. Can you give us some insights as to the way candidates are evaluated during the process? It, it's a little unconventional in the way that the, you guys assess the, the candidates. So do you have a rubric or are there specific areas that you usually review during the interview process of the escape room? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we use the communication and teamwork skills or CATS assessment. Um, this is a standardized rubric designed to assess teamwork skills in healthcare professionals. These skills include coordination, cooperation, situational awareness, and communication. And then we also assess leadership and clinical pharmacy knowledge as part of our interview escape room. So as the candidates are progressing through the escape room, we as the game masters will score them on this rubric based on our observations. So in past years, we've mainly used the escape room as a qualitative assessment of our candidates to see their personalities shine and understand how they work with others. But I think one thing we're gonna change this year is to develop a true scoring tool based off the rubric by assigning a numeric score and then including this in our overall ranking score. And hopefully this will help improve overall objectivity and standardization of the process. It sounds like there there is a method to to the qualitative feedback, so it's it's great for those of you who are interested in implementing it. Um, here's some good tips. So Elizabeth, you you touched on this a little bit earlier, but I'd love to dive into more on the feedback you've received from candidates as they go through the process, and maybe any success or horror stories that you might want to share with those who are exploring this idea. Yes. So we um, one of the great things I think that Ashley really structured is at the end of the escape room she built in time for us to debrief with the candidates. And so right there to get to talk to them about what they thought they did well, you know, they really got to self-assess. And there, I would say the, the feedback had been universally positive. Um, and even after the fact emails that we received from candidates, we actually, one of our current residents this year said that the escape room was really the thing that changed, you know, made that last minute decision to change her rankings because she really felt like it showcased our uh, personalities as a pre preceptor group as a residency program that we are pretty fun. We do like to think outside of the box. We do like to seek out unique opportunities for learning. Um, and she was really attracted to that wanting to be a candidate in our program. So really, I, I don't think that there has been any negative feedback so far in the escape room. Everyone has really enjoyed it. And I think, you know, talked about wanting to, if they'd never participated in one, wanting to go and do an escape room somewhere else after the fact. Yeah, I think as far as success stories go, after our first in interview escape room, there was one group of candidates that just had excellent teamwork skills, and they escaped the fastest of all the groups that we had interviewed. 
And that year we ended up matching three of those candidates. And as residents, they've been all just great to work with. And just piggybacking off what Ashley said, like there's a very real possibility that the people you're doing these escape rooms with may become your co-residents one day, which is exactly what happened for us. And it really gives us an idea when they're coming in, like, hey, they worked really well together in this escape activity. We anticipate that that's going to continue as we move forward into their residency year. I do think my favorite story about our escape rooms is we actually interviewed Ashley's sister last year, and she didn't tell her anything about the escape room and just the surprise and shock on Ashley's sister's face when she got there and realized what it was. And it was really fun to see that Ashley had actually kept the secret and not told her sister what to expect. And she was just as surprised as the rest of the group. I'm amazed, Ashley, you were able to keep that from her. Yeah, it was very hard, but I think it was necessary just so that she, you know, has the same experience as everyone else. And kind of like Elizabeth said, uh, I think it really does showcase our preceptor group and, you know, what we value as a program. Something that I hope that candidates will take away from the escape room is that we are all very supportive as preceptors. You know, we are there to help residents navigate through those challenges in their professional journey and in the same way, like as game masters, we're helping them through the escape room. So I just hope that that translates well to all of them. I think to everyone's point, it, it's a two-way interview. It, they are assessing your culture as much as you're assessing your personality. So this is a great way to, to do that and make it fun in the process. So I know that COVID has brought a lot of changes to the way we conduct interviews. And this is a very hands-on experience that you have created. Can you tell us a little bit about how and if you were able to transform this into a virtual escape room? We actually did, and we've done it several times and for different levels, so a PGY-1 interview process as well as the PGY-2 emergency medicine process. Ashley has the most experience because she'd been utilizing that virtual platform a lot for educational platforms in her PGY-2 year. Um, but the game master was always in the virtual room. So it was very similar to the original setup and they were all able to assess their interactions. These candidates still have to verbalize their thought processes. They still have to work together. They solve a series of riddles and puzzles and clinical content to successfully complete that activity. So the overall concept allows for a fun, meaningful and useful experience even in that virtual setting. Yeah, I think with the with the virtual setting, we had to take everything that was in person, all those activities, and basically convert them into a virtual format. So we, we changed them into PDFs, we put them into a Google Form quiz, and then we were utilizing WebEx as our virtual platform. But you can really use any platform that you have available at your institution from there. So we shared this Google Form quiz link on the WebEx chat. And then one person in the group would share their screen and everyone would have access to the activities at the same time. So I think with the virtual escape room, it was a little bit more restricted compared to in-person because in-person, the candidates are free to go about the room, work on the activities in whatever order they want. Whereas in the virtual escape room, candidates are more limited to working on one activity at a time in the order that it's given to them. But overall, I think you're still able to assess the candidates pretty well in the virtual format. 
And I think for us, one of the things that we we usually talk about when we're looking at candidates is, you know, how will this candidate do playing in the sandbox is what we call it, you know, because we do have a large residency program and we're continuing to grow. And I think that in both the in-person and the virtual formats, you're really able to assess those candidates that try to go it alone and are kind of struggling and aren't willing to ask for help or not comfortable to ask for help. Or the ones who really, you know, seek out someone else, you know, reaching out and saying, hey, Ellen, uh, did you have any thoughts on this case? And working collaboratively together, we were actually able to witness a lot of that virtually, which was pretty incredible because it was what we had seen in the live escape room. And we weren't sure how it was going to translate virtually, but it really did uh, highlight a lot for us. I'm so glad that you guys didn't give up on that concept and translate it into the virtual space. And it shows that creativity has no limits, right? So as we're nearing kind of the end of the podcast and as our listeners are taking copious notes, I'm sure, on how to implement this in their in their site, I wanted to see if any of you had final thoughts or wisdom you'd like to share. I'm sure that this was new and, and there was a lot of planning and there was a lot of thinking behind it. So what are some maybe tips that you could share with our audience? Well, this is definitely something that Ashley and I can talk about for hours. We love designing these activities, and um, we're happy to pass along some of our tips for the process that we go through when we're actually planning one of these. So the first thing we would say is that you should start with the end. You need to ask yourself, what is it you want them to do? Do you want them to land a plane, defuse a bomb, find the secret ingredients for the antidote? They need to be working towards something throughout the entire process. And this usually involves picking a theme first. So for example, we just did a Harry Potter one and we decided that their mission was gonna be to successfully pass their final exams at Hogwarts. So then we started with that end in mind and we worked backwards. If they need to pass their finals, then I need to create final exams. So now in my mind, I have separate activities that I can design and each will be a final exam. We really encourage you to have fun with the theme. Just be creative. The more creative the theme, the more engaged and excited your candidates will be. If you're excited, they're gonna mirror that excitement. I recommend that you pick something a majority of candidates will understand. So like well-known pop culture themes, things like Marvel superheroes, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, or just pick a really generic theme that's associated with a mission. Diffusing bombs, saving crashing airplanes, getting off a deserted island, preventing a viral outbreak. Really set that scene. You want to make an introductory slideshow and a handout that briefs the candidate on the rules and the themes of the escape room. So that's the first thing that they're going to do when they get into your escape activity. If you create that really solid instruction into the escape scenario and set those expectations early, make it clear what they can and cannot do. For example, are they allowed to access the internet? Can they use their cell phones? How are they going to get hints throughout the process? That's something that needs to be established early and right at the beginning of the escape activity. Yeah, for sure. I would say also some other tips would be to incorporate knowledge with a puzzle for each activity. So each activity within the room should involve using some component of knowledge, whether that's clinical knowledge or common knowledge or just information that's accessible in the room and then apply that knowledge to a puzzle of some kind. That'll be your escape element and using that puzzle to solve or complete each task. So in the Harry Potter example, we wrote a meningitis case 
and we use those answers to tell them which way to turn on a map of Hogwarts. And then at the end, if all answers were correct, they were able to arrive at a specific room in the castle, which allows them to train in Dumbledore's army. So in this example, you tested them on some type of knowledge, but it was then applied to the game or the theme to complete a specific task towards their end goal. With that, just make sure each activity re results in a clearly defined answer. So I know in, as pharmacists, you know, we all know medicine is not black and white, but when you're creating an escape activity, everyone must arrive at the exact same answer. So there can't be any vague scenarios or multiple answers. It has to be designed for every group to follow the exact same path through the activity. Keep in mind, you're also walking a tightrope here between frustration and boredom when it comes to the difficulty level of these puzzles. Um, you don't want them to be so frustrated that they can't function, that they just shut down. They do need those little wins to feel like they're succeeding, but also don't hesitate to put some tricky content in there that gives them the challenge so you can assess things like critical thinking and performing under pressure. And prior to testing the escape room, you'll also want to create an answer key for the game masters so that they can refer to it during the escape room if the group gets stuck. Before you guys go forward with your activity like live for your candidates, we cannot stress the importance of beta testing your activity. The purpose of this is really twofold. First, it helps you identify errors within the activities, things like typos or incorrect clinical answers, vague or confusing scenarios like, hey, that didn't really make sense, or hey, I thought you were actually asking me this, and math calculations. If you put math formula formulas in there, just having someone double check your math so that they're not arriving at a different number than you want them to. The other thing is that you want to ensure it can be completed in a reasonable amount of time. Your puzzles are likely much harder than you think. You design them, so to you they're intuitive and they make sense. They may take other people longer than it takes you to go through them. So it's important to have a game master run that beta test and try to use testers that will be similar to those competing in it real time. For example, when we beta tested our PGY1 interview escape room, we used some P4 students that were on rotation with us that weren't interviewing at our site. So they got to go through the room and it gave us a good idea of, hey, is the knowledge that we're testing really applicable to this audience? Is the uh, amount of time that we're giving them really something that they can feasibly complete? And then you can make changes necessary that are identified from that beta test. I think every time we go through a beta test, Ashley and I tweak things. We make changes just so that that can be something that's fun and challenging, but also something feasible that they can work through. You really got a really good insight into what we do and how we kind of go through the process. I would say group size is also important. Anything larger than four to five people will degenerate into chaos. So always keep your uh, groups no larger than five people. If you want to incorporate this into your residency process, but you interview a lot more people on that day, it doesn't mean that you can't do this. You can either run these activities simultaneously, or you can split them up into smaller groups and run it more than once during the day. I would also stress the importance of getting their feedback at the end. So doing a debrief right after the escape room is really important. Um, it'll allow you to improve your future escape rooms and also gives you an opportunity to assess, you know, how, how do the residents or future residents assess their own abilities and how they're working together in a group. Another 
important tip would be don't be afraid to use technology. In our virtual escape rooms, we have used QR codes for participants to access guidelines, articles, algorithms. So this way, we didn't allow them to use their cell phones for anything other than the guidelines that we gave them, but they were still able to access some information there. Another tip would be in our brainstorming process, we use post-it notes to create a flowchart of the escape room, just putting all the scenarios and activities out there. And that helps us to, you know, connect the escape element with the clinical content and pair them up and just helps us to see the overall structure of the room. I will say it does take a lot of time to plan and prepare, but it's doable and it's rewarding and it's so worth it when you see how much fun that they have as they go through the room. These are some great tips and I think you've given us so many practical ideas and steps and I'm sure our audience will be taking notes and maybe even reaching out to you for follow-up and we'll make sure to, to share with you any additional questions that come up. But I think this has been a really fun one for me. It, it sounds like a very um, interesting process and, and a creative way to take something that's very stressful and turn it into an experience that is very memorable for the candidates and even for those involved. So thank you so very much for taking time to share your idea today, taking time to share your idea through the poster presentation and, and creating this experience for residents. For those of you listening, if you haven't before, I encourage you all to check out ASHP's educator resources. You can find member exclusive offerings such as the Preceptor Toolkit, the Research Resource Center, and exchange ideas with their peers on Connect. Thank you again to our speakers for joining us and for you for tuning in into the Educators Essential podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation and be sure to subscribe to ASHP Podcast through your favorite podcast provider. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.